0: Welcome to the Red River Podcast, where we recognize our strength relies on our bond. It's a challenge to live this life on mission. So what does that look like as a wife, a mom, in my career, or just the typical everyday? Sponsored by Hookster Creek Ministries, our show unpacks the highs and lows as we share practical tips, uncover areas that most of us could work on, and thoughts on where to start. So grab a friend and I'll introduce you to some of mine when we engage in a coffee chat about how to live a missional lifestyle as an everyday child of the King. I'm your host, Candace R. Reyes, and you're listening to the Red Rover Podcast. Hey friend, welcome to the Red Rover Podcast. I'm your host, Candace R. Reyes, and I'm thrilled you're here with me today. We have a wonderful episode for you in store. All season long, we've been talking about how God is bigger than our excuses. And sometimes I found my excuses really were more like distractions. There have been times when God asked me to step out, like when he placed on my heart to write Awake My Soul. I found that I wanted to do anything and everything other than sit down and just write and just be obedient. For me, I thought if I procrastinated long enough, maybe God would change his mind and ask someone else to do it. Have you ever done that? More than likely, if you ever try to distract yourself from being obedient to God, you probably learned a hard lesson like myself. However, I'm grateful for those lessons because it showed me that God never gave up on his dream over me. And friend, he won't give up on his dream over you either. Sometimes it's just easier for us to face the things head-on that He's asking us to do instead of prolonging it. Because no matter the difficulty, we can trust that our God is a good God and that what He's asking us to do is for our good and His glory. My guest today is a family friend of mine, Dr. Jennifer Wakefield. She's a Christ follower, a disciple maker, and a staff biblical counselor at Great Hills Baptist Church in Austin, Texas. Jennifer is the wife of Gary Wakefield for 38 years, a mom of two grown daughters who are married and have beautiful granddaughters. Because of a lack of quality and affordable resources for women in crisis, God gave Jennifer an impression to help create one of the answers for women impacted by crisis and addiction. The Restoration Ranch, Texas. This is a 501c3 tax-exempt nonprofit ministry, and it's been around since 2018. The team has plans to open up its first residency in the greater Austin area in 2022. Friends, I can't wait for you to hear Jennifer's story and how she found herself surrounded by distractions, but once she recognized them, she then could see the invitation God was giving her to be involved with his passion for women in crisis. So grab some paper and a pen with your favorite cup, and let's dive into my chat with Dr. Jennifer Wakefield. Hey, Jennifer, thank you so much
1: for joining me on the Red River Podcast. Thank you for having me, Candice.
0: I am so excited that you chose to come on to talk with me today. We have been talking for this whole season that God is bigger than our excuses, and so before we start, though, I would love for you to share a little bit about your passion and how that has influenced your life.
1: Mm. Well, the, thank you again for having me, and I, and I think as I answer this question, passion in life can be, can go in several different directions, some good, some not so good, and a lot of times in my life, I'm, I've been the a person that has had passion, but it's been in the wrong direction. So God's grace has just influenced my life to truly help me see that there's nothing better uh, out there in that that he is the pinnacle. And through that, he's shown me and and for many years, um, I've just had a passion to um, work with women, do life with women, disciple women, um, share Christ with women. Um, And then most recently um, through um, my ministry position at uh, Great Hills Baptist Church in Austin, there's just was a great need for resources, Christ-centered resources in Austin uh, for women in crisis and those particularly impacted by addiction. And I looked around and there was nothing, really nothing other than just walk up, you know, emergency shelters and such. And And so that sent me on a journey, pretty wild ride and journey uh, that uh, I know we're going to talk about more, but that's my passion is, is helping women in crisis, disciple them in Christ, share Christ with them and just do life with them, supporting, you know, women, supporting women. That's my, my passion.
0: I love it. I love it. And I love that you, you saw a need and you decided, okay, how can we fill this need? you decided to step out there in faith and so I'd love for you to share a little bit about your timeline from when you heard that calling to when you actually embraced
1: that calling. Okay. Well, it's it's real I don't like to talk a little I don't like to talk a lot about how God gave me a vision or God gave me, you know, a revelation or a pro, you know, word of and and that's that's good for other people but I think and I believe that's biblical but for me it was in, in the practicality of daily life that God showed me over and over again. And as I searched the scriptures in my prayer time on what are the answers for women and their families who need help, mm-hmm. what can we do? And at, over and over again, it was so clear in the scriptures that if we look in Acts chapter two, how the church met needs, mm. no one had any needs because they came together together and they they met needs, and so I'm like, it was like a lightning bolt that just hit me. It was like, you you can meet the needs. The church needs to still meet needs, so get get going. Yes. And it so I can describe it most as a grassroots kind of um, idea back into in 2012, and I wrote it down in a journal. And I'm not a journaler, so I'm one of those women that are a poster child for you need to learn how to, or do this. But anyway, I, I just rebel against journaling, but for some reason, the Lord impressed me to write down this vision and draw a picture, attach a scripture to it, which was um, in the Psalms and, um and, and do it. And then I put it away and we moved three times and it was like, you know, and then in 2016, my husband came in the house and he said, he made a comment that just, I mean, it just gave me this, oh my gosh, I need to, I need Mm -hmm. to look at that. And it was like, the Lord just said, it's now it's time. Mm. So it was like, it was just in the kind of in the crock pot, so to speak. That's all I, that's the best way I can describe it of it. Just seeing the need, preparing for the need, God putting me in training in seminary Mm -hmm. and preparing me. But now, as I look back, I can see where there was the timeline was. 2012, you know, interacting with the need, God bringing my heart through the, the application of providing for the need. And there was no resources. And then God saying, okay, he showed me the need Mm -hmm. and I wrote it down and then it just kind of stayed dormant. But then at the moment go when I realized, okay, it's time for me to go back and revisit that. So between 2016 and 2018, it was just Writing it down, you know, in legalese and putting it on paper, bouncing it off of people, you know right. that i that I really respected women that I respected, and praying through it, and God just brought it forth, and and it was so totally, many people, people that you know, in our <laughs> community that I sat down with, and I would have lunch, and I'd buy their lunch, and they would go like they would just look at me and go, wow, this mm. is huge, and mm-hmm. um, and and so there were a few times I walked away and I said, we're still friends, right? You know, you don't think I'm nuts. And (laughs) so there are a few times I walked away from those lunches and those times and I would just be going, I know, but Lord, you, I know the needs, the need is there. This Mm -hmm. is not about me. This is for them. And so I've got to keep, keep pushing, keep pushing and keep praying praying and pushing, pushing and praying and just, and just stay in it and just wait. So that's kind of the timeline of, okay. um, of where, how it all came about. Okay. So it pretty much, God took, took you
0: from seeing the need to then starting mm-hmm. unfolding what this was going to look like. And that was a process that took a long, that took time. And I think so many times we think that, mm-hmm. okay, I see the need. I know this is what I want to do. I'm going to step out in it. But then it doesn't start to unfold as fast as you're wanting, you know, but I love that you were saying that in that time of waiting, you were going through a training, you were learning what you needed to know so that when God said, okay, it's time, now you were ready to move. Yeah, I love that. Um, So we polled a lot of people on social media about what has stopped you in the past from saying yes. Yes your calling in, in life. And one of those responses, um, when, before we, we started talking, I I shared these responses with you and there was one in particular that resonated with you. And I want us to unpack it a little bit tonight. Um, the response was, I was distracted by what was going on around me. I couldn't see his invitation. Mm -hmm. And so Jennifer, I'd love for you to share why that particular response resonated with you.
1: I think it, it it resonated with me because of wasted time. Mm. And I think sometimes if we're not careful and I'm I'm speaking for myself, I can now at my at my age and stage of life which really I have so much more time and resources and and training now, than if I had responded to the call when I was in my 40s, mm. um, So I wasted a lot of time with things that I wanted to do, mm. and that I was reaching for things of the world, as I kept Jesus in my back pocket. Mm. And the distractions of that, I think, delayed the actual imitation for this time in my life the last 10 years of my life so i have to i have to really just you know again confess my sin and confess my pride and say lord i'm i i don't need to resonate long on the what ifs or the mm. uh, lost time but just be in the moment now yes. and um and i think there were a lot of things that distracted me in that season where i think i i think i know the lord really wanted me to work with women and surrender to ministry back, uh, you know, 20 years ago. But Mm -hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to make a lot of money and I wanted to work in the corporate world. And I did, and I did, and, Mm -hmm. and it, it was, it, it led me down a path where nothing bad happened, but it just led me down a path that delayed I think mm. really God's if I'm being honest God's this journey this wild journey of ministry and and ministry uh development and and discipleship and discipling people and and really just settling that question mm-hmm. once and for all you know is is Jesus lord mm. of my life or is it and Jesus and something else and and that had that was not settled until you know, like 10 years, 12 years ago. And so anyway, yeah. I got distracted and, um, God is patient and, and yeah. I just thank him so much for his, his kindness towards me, his loving kindness towards me and his mercies being new every morning and his yes. faithfulness. Yes, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, even though we may think that it is a waste of time, God doesn't waste anything, right? God, God takes us where we were and he uses it somehow, some way to help encourage us or inspire us to move forward in the direction that he is actually pointing us to. Um, sure. and, I, and I'm sure, Jennifer, you could probably looking back say, okay, <laughs> even in that corporate world, there was things that you were taking and using in this new calling in your life in this ministry, actually, as you're embracing. Mm-hmm. Um, and God is saying, see, I still, I still taught you. Yeah, you may not have been ready at that time, but now you are, and you have all kinds of wisdom underneath your belt to do this the right way and for it to be successful because he's called Mm. you into this. So I just want to encourage you on that. Now, I I know there are probably some others who are thinking, okay, that's me. I I feel like I'm being so distracted by other things of this world um, that I don't know if I'm hearing his invitation or not right now what would you say to that person what kind of wisdom would you offer
1: them today hmm I, mean, I think if depending on the person men and women hear things differently mm-hmm. so if it's a female if it's a it's a it's a girl or a, a, a female um i would i would encourage the individual both male or female but particularly females to get quiet mm. practice practice solitude um practice practice uh just um just shutting down noise Mm, and 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 being quiet and being quiet before the lord and and really getting used training yourself in in solitude because a lot of times before god calls somebody he puts them in obscurity Mm -hmm. and that's what he did with joseph that's what he did with moses that's what he did with many of and those are those are good general examples that, that we can learn from. But I think specifically in my life, I had to learn to um, be quiet Mm. and crave the quiet and, and be able, because that, that garners focus on him Mm -hmm. and his, and his word and, and prayer and confession of sin. And I would also say practicing the disciplines christian disciplines regularly mm-hmm. and and understand being in discipleship so those three to acquire quiet and practicing the disciplines and making sure that we're we are accountable to someone who is is more mature even mm-hmm. spiritually and but really solid that can we can go to and say i did not ha- i did not have that which was a, a, a part of that that um i think that noise factor that was so long in my life i easily distracted to have someone that can say hey um you know let me pray for you let's let's go to the lord and let's go, let's look at the scriptures and talk about what you're doing so um th- those are some things that that i would say uh, first before yeah. any before any person maybe uh consider stepping out in a calling representing Jesus. I mean be careful and mm-hmm. and and be, be very careful. Read the fine print before you go and represent. And that's something that I um I really stress that with women in in whatever group or that I'm teaching or small or whatever, and say, don't, don't do this. And they're like, wait a minute, what you're saying? I thought mm-hmm. you wanted me to. I'm like, no, consider the cost. And mm. all the time, consider the cost because this is not for the faint of heart. This is not a, Amen. Yeah. Jesus, I want to, Jesus just wants to make me happy and, and fulfill all of my, my dreams. And I'm going to get on a, soap, a soapbox here. Sorry. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying, Candace? Yes. I mean, yes. that's, this is not about the person's desires or dreams. This is about God. If God is calling a person to mm. represent him in a way it's going to be hard. Oh, yes. So get someone that will tell you the truth and yes. say, you know what? You, you you are not ready to step mm. into this area. Are you ready for the cost? And mm. that's the thing that I, I think as I, in ministry, you know, mm. being from a ministry family and, and here too, no one can really tell you the, 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 <laughs> the ifs, ands, and buts, and all the things about ministry that you are going to experience, especially when you're working in crisis or in with people that are in crisis, it isn't a nine to five thing. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I just really caution women, particularly that's my ministry um, area is to consider the cost Mm -hmm. all the time. Be careful because we do as minister's if we call ourselves ministers, if we call ourselves called in the gospel, we are held to a higher level of accountability. So yes. be careful, be careful. Yes. So those, those are just some things that I, that I say, um, and I, I, to myself for sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and had to, um, learn that. Yes. And that's so good, Jennifer, cause you're right. Even
0: Jesus, he he snuck away to spend solitude time with yes. the father. And here, mm-hmm. here he is fully God, fully man. And he says, this is yes. important for me to yes. go and meet with the Lord one-on-one, just Absolutely. To, to drown out that, that noise, that noise factor to, so that he could hear the father speak to him and he know what to do next. And you're right, yes. doing this job, saying yes to the call, it, it is not for the faint of heart it is definitely you have to be willing to to put your faith where where your mouth is basically and um be willing to walk it out and i you know so many times people think that being blessed means life is going to be easy what they <laughs> what they fail to understand is that when we are called blessed it's not because life is easy it's because god is with us that's mm. the blessing that's the blessing i mean i have been thinking about Mary and when she was told that she was gonna be the mother of Jesus mm-hmm. as a teenage, teenage soon-to-be bride. And yes, the first yes. thing the angel tells her is, You are favored. Are you?
1: Yes, <laughs> you highly favored. favored. Yep.
0: And you know, for somebody who is highly favored from God, you would be like, Okay, so she's got an easy life. No, no, she did not. Mm-hmm. She had to deal with a lot. Yeah a lot. Yeah. And so, yeah. but she was willing to say yes to that right. calling on her life because she knew mm. that God was with her. Yes. That God was with her. And that mm. the honor that she was being given was great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, so I just I just want to encourage those of you who are listening. If you are hearing that calling, that God is wanting you to just step out in that faith, that the That it is a good thing. And we want you to say yes. We want you to put that yes on the table because that is the best thing you could ever do is to be obedient to the Lord. Yes. But we just want to also encourage you, get in your word. If you are going to say yes, get in your word, drown out the noise and allow God to direct your path.
1: Yes. Because you want to
0: stay at his pace. You don't want to go before him. You don't want to go behind him. You want to stay with him with him right next to you. And so I just want to encourage you guys, if you're listening and you're struggling with that right now, I want to encourage you get in your word, spend time with him first. Right. Right. Now, Jennifer, is there a scripture that you, um, you could offer somebody who, who is struggling with this, uh, being distracted of the world that they could hold on to or be encouraged by?
1: Uh, there's a couple of things that I do every day. I mean, I have a, I have a list of 10 scriptures that I use and, and I, I know kind of paraphrase, um, in, as I counsel and, um, that are from just kind of hit a lot of different areas of, of who, where we are, who we are, what, what we might be experiencing. But, um, you know, Colossians three and four chapters three and four are, it's the put off put on. So if people are wondering, you know, what should I do if I'm being distracted by whatever, fill in the Mm -hmm. blank, go to Colossians three and four, read both of those chapters. And it's pretty clear of what you're not to do. If you, if you call the name of Christ, if you, you identify with him, these are the things you're to do. These are the things you're not to Mm -hmm. do there's lists, there's woes, there's Psalms, there's Proverbs, there's all kinds of list and uh, list upon list and, and things, wisdom mm-hmm. that God gives us in his word. Um, yes. Another thing, you know, there's, there's 31 Proverbs, read a proverb a day. Yes. It's, it's, it's easy to do. And it's, it. and then also Psalms, you know, read, mm-hmm. read from the Psalms. I mean, so many of the Psalms, I want to say probably a third of the Psalms are, are, are surrounding lament. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that if most people, and what I mean by lament is that people have hardship Mm -hmm. and lament, truly lamenting lamentations, a whole book of the Bible, you know, it's about the woes and troubles of, of God's people, but also we can identify with that as well um, in our life. So read read the psalms i mean mm-hmm. oh my goodness it's just it's a, those three things you know and there's of course other you know ephesians 6 10 through 20 mm-hmm. you know about putting on the full armor of god preparing yourself for for the day mm-hmm. and um and then just having a um you know renewing a right spirit within us you know psalm 51 you know where david pours out his heart about his sin and mm-hmm. his his big sin mm-hmm. and but it's the, it's a real wonderful model about confessing sin. You know, like I say, taking out the diaper genie in the soul and mucking the stall of, you know, we can't let that come between us and the Lord. So those are some just, again, the basic practices that I think I do see, and I've done myself where people maybe tend to go, oh, I'm good, you know, Mm -hmm. and and they, and they run on in the day and I've done that too, but boy, do I feel it when, when I'm not prepared. And so those are a couple of things that I would say, Proverbs, Psalms, and uh, Colossians three and four, putting off and putting on, you know, the righteous garments of God, you know, in the right way. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that, that'll, that'll, that'll get them going maybe for a start. (laughs) So I don't know. Does me. Yes. Yes. I love those those are great chapters.
0: Those are great books of the Bible as well. So uh, I, I love that you talked about Proverbs because, you know, sometimes even reading a full chapter in Proverbs, it can almost be like drinking from a fire hydrant. So I just want to encourage you guys, if you choose to do a Proverbs, it's okay. It's okay to take the small chunks and, right. and allow yourself to to have it in bite sizes so that you can actually chew mm-hmm. on it and meditate on it because that's where the the transformation happens is when you choose to meditate on God's word and allow right. it to do its work in, within you. And so don't feel like you have to do a full chapter all at once. Just take take it in bite-sized pieces, but still yep. take it, take right. it. That's, right. that's the key right there is to make sure that you're choosing to say, yes, I'm going to open this book up and I'm going to choose... To read at least three to four, you know, three or four verses, and and allow myself to really chew on what God mm-hmm. is telling me in my spirit. Now, Jennifer, um, when I when God called me to speak and write, it took me about seven years um, to fully embrace that calling. And there was there's two fears that I really struggled with, and they're complete polar opposites. But it was the fear of failure and the fear of success. And I went to a conference recently and John Maxwell, he stated that failure and success, they're a package deal. And that made me start to think about, um, how failure keeps us humble and reliant on the one who never fails. Mm. And so I'd love for you to share a little bit with us. If you don't mind one time in your life, I know we all, we all fail. We all <laughs> fall short, short, but if there was one particular, uh, time in your life where you had a failure that shaped mm. you?
1: Mm. Well, it's, you know, it's, I've had so many, <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to, um, it's hard to really, you know, think about the one that I, I would say shaped me the most, but um, probably I would have to say it was, it was probably that middle time in my life when I was raising had young children and, um, and you know, the Lord, the Lord, I was beginning to read the Bible at 31 and the Lord began. And it was like, like you said, the fire hose kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was so broken inside. Um, I just began to start, I just started dealing with a lot of the, um, deep, deep, deep wounds in my life from, uh, my family and my, my childhood and really up until I was about 18 and, and just, just a lot of that. And, and I think, I think what really shaped me was, it was, it was that reading the word of God and, and interacting with it, even as a Christian, and and I had not read the Bible until I was 31, but also when God revealed to me that my children were an idol Mm. and And it was so, it was so clear. It was so graphic. And I wouldn't say that I I was pursuing him and I was pursuing righteousness. So I was in a season where I was trying to listen. I was exercising that discipline and the Lord clearly the Holy spirit told me, I will not compete. And your children were never meant to be gods. So Mm -hmm. dethrone them. Mm. And there's a lot, there's a lot. That goes into that, where I I did not have um, covering and protection and love and and care and nurture and all that from my family, which in my own estimation and my lack of training in in Christian in discipleship, I went overboard to the other direction where mm. you know it's amazing that my children could even breathe because I was like you know so ooh, <laughs> over them all the time and. Um, there, there was just a lot of fear bound up in all of that fear of, um, someone would hurt them. Someone would, Mm -hmm. you know, do all kinds of, you know, the mind. And, and Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't sleep for 10 years, literally. And it was in that moment, God said, you need to dethrone your children. They were never, children are not good demigods. That's one of the things that, you know, I write on baby shower advice and people are like, that is so, what is this? You know, I'm like, (laughs) Hey, I, that's the best advice I can give you: is don't make your kid a god. You know they're not meant yes. to be gods. They're not. Yes. They're not meant to compete with the Lord God Almighty. They're, he won't have it. So it was from that that I I began. God began to peel layers of of the why of that, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I let him. And and I did. I confessed my sin. It was, it was like Isaiah six. You know when he when when he sees this vision, this amazing vision of the Lord on on the on the throne. And he just he's just flattened because he just knows he's he's a man of unclean lips and he's he's in the presence of the most high God. And but God is so gracious because he takes the angel, takes a tongue and puts a a coal on his lips and he purifies him. And and that's so sweet that along with the revelation of the failure, God is so like you said so well, God is so quick to come alongside and say, but. I'm mm-hmm. I am also the resolution to this yes to this failure to this this thing that you twisted I can straighten it out and I can make it glorify I can make it where as it should be in the creative order so that's one thing that I learned in my parenting and my kids were better off for it and I was definitely in, in a lot better off for it and better relationship and God was able to take me yet again down to another part of my my um who I was and and um and that he could just keep working on me. So that was a, yes. was a big thing. And um, so I know uh, it, kids are so important to parents and to families and to women, mm-hmm. and it, it's our heart. And, mm-hmm. but I, um, and, and I'll say this as I, through the years being, my kids are grown, they survived me and they survived my <laughs> neurotic behavior and all of, all of everything. And I've apologized to them over and over again for all that I did. And they're like, mom, stop. But you know, when I'm in with people, when I'm with women and I say, okay, I want you to write a list, for example, because I thought I have a theory, I'm going to just prove this, or I'm going to see how this goes out and see if I can prove my own theory is that tell me the top five things to you mm. and I, a woman and she'll write it all down. And then I'll say, tell me the top five things you think um, are, are for your husband or for your, you know, the next, you know, your, your fiance or your boyfriend or whatever. And those lists every time it's God, then the kids, or if they're really honest, they'll say the kids, then God, Mm -hmm. then this, and then that, and then that. And then with the male, when they say, but they're talking for the, the the guy, it's always the kids are number five. Mm. It's crazy. And I'm like, it so it made me see, it made me see that, that it could be one of the things that many of us in our gender really struggle with. And, and God is so compassionate and kind and he wants us to get it straight, <laughs> get it right. So we yes. can be effective you know, yes. in our discipleship, in our parenting, in our yes. grandparenting. I mean, he just wants us to get it right. Cause you know, he's like, you know, y'all are, you know, Jennifer, you just don't have this right. And you're not doing anybody any favors. So anyway, those are just a couple of things that, that, um, kind of help, um, help shape and, and define, you know, my life. Those were good. Those were so good. I love that. Cause you're right.
0: You know, we do, we, we love our kids so much and we can <laughs> end up putting them on that pedestal where they were never intended to be yeah. never intended to be. Jennifer, I want to thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast and friends. I know you're probably going, okay, how do I get to know Jennifer? Where, where do I go to find out more about her? Jennifer, could you share with
1: us where our peeps can find you so they can become your peeps? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you, Candace, for having me. And um, I love you dearly. I'm so proud of you. Um, our history is, is long and I know. Um, your family, uh, your friends, me included, and and just all around. But the Lord is so pleased with you, and it's it's an honor and it's a joy to see what you're doing. So, uh, uh-huh. as far as how people can get in touch with me and and find out more about Restoration Ranch and sign up for a newsletter, is to go to www.restorationranchtx.org. And there's all kinds of information there, resources about our team, about signing up for a newsletter. And also, you know if anybody's interested in partnering with us and whether it's prayer or otherwise, we'll take it. We, we just, uh, it's, it's for all of us. And um, if we can also help you, if you're a ministry leader um, or you know someone that is in crisis, we do have connections with um, like-minded ministries in Austin in the central Texas area. And it's our goal to try to help first responders, school counselors, uh, ministry leaders, pastors, mm-hmm. uh, anyone that if they're just needing some help, some maybe some, just some resources, um, give us a call, you know, hit us up. We'll, we'll try to help you.
0: Perfect, perfect. And friends, we will make sure that that link is in our show notes. So you can go and check that out as well. Um, again, friends, I'm so glad you came and listened to this episode. I'm thankful for Jennifer joining us and remember when God calls you, let your yes be your success and then give God the rest. Till next time. I had so much fun today chatting with our guests and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you found it useful and you were thinking about someone who might need to hear it as well, will you share the welcome? Yep, that's right. Maybe that's the one way God is asking you to live that missional lifestyle today by telling someone about our episode. Maybe nobody's coming to mind, but you're wanting to help. Would you write a short review? Your review invites others to listen in. See, there are easy steps to living that missional lifestyle. If you're interested in learning how Hooks to Crook Ministries makes an impact globally, check us out on hookstocrook.com. Again, that's hooks with the number two, crook.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. And remember, your yes to God is your success. How it impacts the world? Well, that's His. So continue living that missional lifestyle as an everyday
1: child of the year. Till next time.